Aaron, congratulations. Was that just the kind of night we needed here at home? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, I thought we started very, very well tonight. Um, very unfortunate. That was a 0-0 game after the first 20. Our kill does an outstanding job to start kill off that five-minute major to start the second. And then, you know, we get one and, and we started scoring in bunches again and loved it. I think uh, we needed that as a group. And I also thought it was important for, for the fans here, too. We haven't been great at home and an entertaining game like that, not just with the goals, a couple fights, it was physical, um, just entertaining hockey, you know, through and through. Halfway through the first period or into the second period, were you starting to get a little deja vu that it wasn't going your way? Yeah, you get a little frustrated mm-hmm. when pucks aren't going in and goalie's standing on his head like that. But, you know, we just got to, if we just stick to our game plan, I, I feel like more more nights, more times than not, we'll get rewarded. Like, we didn't give up any odd man rushes tonight. I think that was our undoing last Wednesday is we, we, we started playing a little bit too offensively and, and a little bit too up and down. And tonight we stayed in, in concept and played to our identity. And, you know, I feel like a solid defense is, is what creates offense for us. And that's when we're playing at our best. And we got that tonight and, and you know, the last 45, 50 minutes last night as well. Yeah, the Christo line had a great weekend, didn't it? Yeah, outstanding. All three of them playing very, very well together. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of time sometimes, but I think they're they're really buzzing right now. Yeah, how did you see the fight? Was it pre-planned, ordained? How did it all come about? No, I don't, I, I think, you know, he's a tough player, that Ruddy's, and he's fought pretty much everyone in the league right now um, that's considered a heavyweight, and they just gave up two quick goals, and just happened, Mac had happened to be on the, the draw there and asked mm-hmm. him to go, and Mac's never a guy that's going to shy away, he's going to um, answer the bell in those situations, which is, you know, a big reason why we got him here. He's, he sticks up for his teammates and, you know, it was a good tilt. Quick word on Brendan Connolly uh, having to drop back on D and then, of course, when we lost Davey, even more so, more pressure on him. Yeah, Cons was uh, outstanding as a D um, both nights. You know, I think he settled in very nicely. He's a very smart player, knows exactly uh, what kind of systems we're running. So it was, I, I, he, he was outstanding. Okay, congratulations. That's head uh, coach Aaron Fox as we move around the camera here. Jonathan uh, firmly joins us on this edition of the podcast. There's been a lot of players around and God, there's been a lot going on tonight. You spoke with uh, Matt Ginn, you did the uh, Elite League interview there. What, what was his uh, approach on the night? Uh, he's very upset with his team. Um, it's not often a team, a coach will come out and criticise just lack of effort and essentially that's that's what he said uh, the team just wasn't up for it you know comparison between this game and previous games they played they, they just didn't work hard enough mm-hmm. um, and I, it's really quite something when a coach will yeah. will say that about his team but they produced 13 shots on the road they had six power play 15 minutes on the power play and weren't able to, to get a goal I don't know how you can spend that long on the power play and end up with that few shots throughout a game but you know they they blew some defensive coverages a couple of times. Steelers players were left wide open in key areas and not always the chances that led to goals either. Um, unlike the game here on Wednesday night, Storm never threatened. Dundee threatened. They had chances and could have gone in to the first period with a lead. Manchester never looked like scoring in this one, realistically. 13 shots uh, on Greenfield. It's uh, one of the easiest shutouts anyone's ever had. Yeah, you also spoke with Brandon Whistle. He scored a mm. fabulous goal. Let's make our way down and see if we can find people. He scored a fabulous goal on Saturday, an important one against the uh, Panthers. Scored again tonight. He's having a good weekend. Yeah, he's full of confidence right now, and you know he expects to score. You know he's he's disappointed with the ones that he hasn't been scoring this year. He thinks he should have a few more, but six last season, he's already up to four this season. It's, uh, you know when your fourth line can be as productive as it is, it's it's a huge boost to your team scoring. 
And I put it to him that I think most of the crowd wanted him to take that penalty shot yeah. because they were confident in him. And yeah, not just that he'd earned the chance, but it would have been easy to throw in, you know, Newman who'd scored the other week or you know, many other players who were on form, but Whistle deserved to take the shot. And, the way he's playing, you expect him to score. The other thing Brandon Whistle did, he brought the respect back, didn't he, to the Eddie. Mm. He actually gave a proper Eddie after after what we saw last week, and I was mightily relieved. Yeah, and he took a two-minute penalty as well, so that yeah. was just something good, that good perfectly. Good yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's take, a, let's take a left. Manchester, I think, have uh, left. There was a lot of hugging of Anthony De Luca uh, yeah. around the corridor. Some of his former teammates came. I'm I think not, not sure tripping Sam Jones was the best idea, because he was hobbling earlier in the game, and... But given how short we were, he's kind of just had to get on with it, and which in a way that a lot of players did, given how you know mixed up the lines got with various players out of the game and in the penalty box. It was uh, you know a good sort of coordinated performance. Everybody knew what their job was when they were out on the ice, and to not give up those odd man rushes, given how much time you know Petgrave spends in the offensive zone and how far Connolly was driving forward, to never get exposed at the back there's, there's a sign that. You know, this team is buying into the philosophy and they, they know what's expected of them in certain circumstances and they're there to cover for their teammates. The Davy Phillips penalty, it was what it was? I didn't see it live. I saw the hit come in and he'd fall to the ice and then my eyes were distracted following the puck to the corner. And when I looked and saw Orvar was down, I thought it was just that he'd, he'd gone into the boards hard having been off balance because his skates were up against the uh, up against the dasher and thought, oh, he's, he's gone hard skates first. Only when you see the replay and you think, no, that's shoulder to head. Yeah. And whilst the referees didn't see it, the linesmen obviously did. They can't stop the play for it, but when they got back together, you know, the next stoppage in play, the linesman informed them it was a, a hit to the head. And you see on the replay, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to see Davey, well, I don't think we'll see him next Saturday. How much beyond that, we'll, we'll let Dops decide. But Let me just take a quick peep. Hello, Oscar. Oscar's playing football. Let's see if anybody's around here who we can grab. Adam's going to play the I don't speak English card. Let's go more towards the, uh, the, the food, the dining room. And I think we'll... Turn up the music just for us, David. I think they have. And it's always the guys who sit at the far end that, uh, that go out. Crikey, I know we were late today because we had a lot of people... Good night, Neil. We had a lot of people, uh, photographs on the bench and different things going on down here, so we were a little bit later. I was hoping, I was hoping to get Anthony De Luca as well, but Anthony uh, cleared off. Um, let's just see if anybody's in the... Because if they sat down at the dining table, they can't escape us, can they? Um, <laughs> ever known a hockey player run away from a plate of food? Never happened in the history of man. There they go. I just said, you, a hockey... A hockey player, a hockey player has never ran away from a plate of food. So uh, yeah. here is a, here is a man for all seasons. Cons, what a great weekend! Yeah, good. Um, and a big weekend for you because dropping back. I mean, we've never played the game. We don't know how difficult it is, but it's obviously difficult to as a forward for twenty years, and then all of a sudden having to drop back on there. What are what are the big things that run through your mind when that happens? Yeah, you're just thinking about moving the puck quick, yeah. making a good first pass. Obviously, gap control is probably the biggest thing. You know you're going to be playing against some good players and they're going to have speed and you got to be able to control the gap well. Um, credit to the group that I played with. They helped me through every step yeah. of the way, making sure I was in the right position and they made it pretty, uh, pretty seamless. Aaron said that you'd played... D back in junior, but that's the last time you played it? Uh, it's 20 plus years ago, 20. so. <laughs> that's what I actually did say to you. I said, that was a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, but a great, a great weekend. Two good performances as well. We, we played really well in Nottingham, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Maybe the first 10 minutes wasn't um, exactly the game we were trying to, trying to start with, but 
after that, I think the the 50 minutes of that game and then 60 minutes tonight was uh, pretty spot on for what we want to do. Talk us through what it's like on the bench when the goals are flying in one after the other, because in the stands you can you can barely contain yourself. You've only just sat down from celebrating one and then we're all up again. What emotions go through the players when it's just goal, 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 goal? Not much, to be honest, because we just stress like the next shift is the most important because it's such an important shift after a goal to make sure you keep momentum. Um, you don't want to do anything that's going to change the momentum, so to speak. So um, you know that you got a job when you go out there. It's an important shift, and you kind of just focus in on that shift. And I think that's ultimately what we did, and the momentum kept going. Perfect. Back to you, Dina. So it's a triple you don't want to. Oh, you've made the mistake of walking past us now, Matt. Just on these, just quickly, you've got your dinner. Great weekend, Dave. A great win in Nottingham. Great win tonight. Yeah, maybe not the start we went on, uh, I think it was, was it Wednesday or Thursday yeah. there, but to finish the weekend like we did with two wins like that, uh, especially that last one in front of the home crowd, it's always nice. We needed that at home, didn't we? We did, we did, especially after the unfortunate one against Fife. I thought we played really well that night, just a little unlucky, but then to come and do the same kind of thing tonight and get rewarded for all the hard work that we put in, it's, uh, it's awesome. Great. What's for dinner? I think we got a Sunday roast here, and this is my first time, so oh, you love let's it. see the hype. Yeah, you see the hype. Yeah, a lot of hype. Thank you for that. Aaron's there. We, no hockey player ever runs away from food, so we got him. We got him fixed there, Aaron. We walk out to the dining room. Oh, hold on a second. Who we got here, doctor? Give us, give us, give us two seconds, just quickly. I know you're yeah. running around looking for your dinner, Daddy. But uh, a great weekend. Fantastic weekend. It was a great way to answer back. Obviously, Wednesday game was frustrating. We uh, we created so many chances, but just couldn't find the net. Big goal last night as well for you in uh, in Nottingham. Yeah, it was. It was nice to obviously that line me me Lats and Christo starting to get a bit of chemistry. Now we've played together for a few weeks and. Uh, it's starting to come to fruition a little bit with plenty of goals going in from all of us, so it, it's nice to be creating. What does Danny bring to that line? Because he does look a very smooth player. He, he's, he's great. He sees the ice very, very well. He, he makes very smart plays and good passes. And Obviously, Lats brings a ton of speed and also can make great plays. So we're starting to click now and uh, it's, it's starting to look good. There was a time earlier in the season when it was not exactly top line or bust, but over recent weeks, the goals have been shared around a little bit more. Uh, six different scorers last night, six more tonight. So it's an encouraging sign, the depth of the team. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think the lines have, are starting to balance real nice as well. We, we went through a little phase there trying, trying to find... Uh, Trying to find uh, a, a good balance, and I think I think we found that. Dad, daughter doesn't know how to fist bump. That's the first I've <laughs> seen there. Yeah. <laughs> There's Robert. Dad, should we should we make our way back? Have you noticed that Pete, Pete Spence has brought his own sign to the pressure room now? Uh, do not disturb recording in process. Let's. I think he's still. I don't know if he's still speaking to somebody. Let's have a. He is. He's speaking to Brett Newman. And when you go for a Pete Spencer interview, they last a while, don't they? Yeah, it's enough content to fill the week. But I'll tell you what, just talking about Brett Newman, his first step onto the ice at the start of the game, when you're introducing the players out, he does it at full speed. And that speed never slows throughout the full game. Lats all will cruise and then move through the gears when the time's right. Newman's playing at 100 <laughs> miles an hour all the time. I the more I watch him, the more I like him. Aaron has stuck with that line all the way through, hasn't he? Carter, Carter, come and talk to us. Um, he's, you know, it's a good point. We're just talking about Brett Newman. He's inside the press room having a, <laughs> a long, long chat with Pete Spencer yeah. as, as it happens. And we were saying that 
you and Aaron have stuck with that line. The other lines have kind of now started mm. to come together, but yeah. you stuck with that line uh, with with Newman, with Alan, and with Champini, mm. and it, it really has shown and coming to and, and young man in there is doing a great job, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I think early doors we had Newman starting in the center, but then we moved him to the wing with Scotty and Champ, and they've been excellent. I mean, uh, the, the, you can really see the chemistry between the three of them. Uh, even you know maybe. I mean, they've been producing since game one, lately more so than maybe the early on in the year. But uh, uh, here he is. But then uh, we're you know, talking about you know, yeah. But uh, you know, it, uh, all three of them know each, starting to know each other are, and uh, yeah, it's worked worked for us, worked for them as well. Luckily for him, now he can go and eat his Sunday yeah, dinner. Thanks for uh, He's got, got you out quickly. This is going to be I my prom- first Sunday roast. I promise you, we'll be a lot quicker than Pete Spencer's interview with you. Congratulations. <laughs> your your yeah. line's gelling and it's flowing and, and things are things are working well now, aren't they? Yeah, I was just talking to Pete about that a little bit. Uh, we, we've been clicking uh, ever since they put us together. And they I stuck think. with you together. I mean, yeah. that, all their lines have changed, but your lines have yeah. stayed the same, hasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, once they put us, like I said, the once they put us together, uh, I think we had success right away. It was that first the game against Manchester, I think, was our mm-hmm. first game in the Challenge Cup, and we found the back in the net a couple times. So I think it's a good good mix. Good, uh, you know, we got a bit of everything, speed, size, playmaking, goal scoring. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it's worked, and I still feel like, you know, uh, our potential hasn't been reached and we can we can start finding the back of the net a lot more uh, if you look at some of the chances we've had uh, especially over the last few weeks uh, I feel like you know we're still producing but we could also be producing that much more if we had the execution down so you know it, it, they're two great players and uh, you know I'm, I'm happy that we've uh, ha- had some success so far I'm looking forward to what, seeing what we can do and there does appear to be such a, a good understanding because you know, there are the communication on the ice, the drop passes, even on the first shift, whipping it out to Champini in front, almost, almost no luck. Just seem to know where each other are going to be on the ice. You'd expect that from a line that's played together for years rather than weeks. Yeah, that's one of the things about, you know, keeping us together is we're going to continue to know each other better and, uh, you know, understand each other's tendencies, uh, especially, you know, where guys are going to be. So I think you've seen that progression of us getting more comfortable the more we play together. And I still feel like... The more we continue to play together, the more uh, the more we'll click, and you know, the more the more production we'll have. And just finally, just before you arrive, we were talking about how when you take to the ice at the start of the game for the introductions, it's a hundred miles an hour off the bench. It just sets the tone for the night. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've always always done that ever since I was a kid. And when I come out when I come out for the game, uh, sprint though. on the ice, set set the tone, right? Uh, get the legs going. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be really coasting around out there much during the game, so why why not come out flying right away? The one thing I find very disappointing in you, Brett, is that we are here today on the 23rd of October. You arrive back in late August, August, yeah. And you've just said this is going to be your first Sunday yeah, roast. I know. What the hell I, have you been eating? I gotta shake my head on that you one. You should too. shake it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's mean, almost food... as bad as Brandon McNally's <laughs> Eddie last week that you haven't. But you know what haven't. it is? Is we're usually playing here on Sundays. Yeah. So I usually have the meal here on Sundays, so well, I'm not can, able to have the Sunday have roast. Sun- but I think the Sunday roast exists seven days a week. Does it? Okay, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, no, definitely. I didn't know that. That's no. good to know because I thought it was just a Sunday thing. I didn't know that. Oh no, no, we just call it the Sunday roast, but it's there. You'll love it. Go and have it. Great weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Martin goes into the. Uh, Martin There's goes something into the about the game that that's the first time I've realised for about a couple of hours now that they kicked the net off in the first 30 seconds to stop us scoring. Yes, they did. <laughs> it's not a controversial incident. It's so far down the list of things to talk about from this game. When we all get home late tonight, I want us to all thank Pete Spencer for keeping the uh, media room 
with his 47 interviews tonight. How many, please? Just the two. Just the two. Oh, just seen that line, doesn't it? What did you make of it? Yeah, no, it was good. Um, you worry early on when it's nil-nil uh, after the first period and we've had so many opportunities that you just felt if we could get one, the floodgates had opened and uh, I think Brett Newman had enough opportunities first period so it was nice to see him eventually get one in the second and then three goals, uh, four goals in three minutes. So That was an announcer's nightmare, let me tell you. Announcer's nightmare, they were going bang, bang, bang and then there was the fight in the middle of them all so there was a, a lot of... And trying <laughs> to tweet it as well. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you... Glad, glad you feel like that, Dean. I put his five in today, and he's fifty-fifty as well. For him, and that's how he treats me. Um, just a couple of the talking points. Let's go through the McNally fight. Um... He seemed to be dominating, and then he lost his footing, and then um, Ruddy kind of got on top then and landed a few heavy, and just actually going into the locking room and seeing his face, I think it's it's taken its toll a bit on, uh, on McNally. So uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be feeling that one tomorrow. Um, but, but a decent been, tussle. And it's been so long since we've had a, a fight, and then all of a sudden, like the 28 bus. Yeah, two, and two they, they were two proper fights, and, and Storm won them both, and that's all they really have to take from today's game, you know, fortunately from a Steelers perspective. But yeah, it just seemed like there were four quick ones from Ruddy, and I think McNally sensed they were coming and could sort of brace for them. Yeah, they're still going to hit you, they're still going to hurt, but then it just waited an extra beat yeah. before the last one, and I don't think... McNally was quite ready for it and that was the one that put him down and it's usually in boxing the punch that you don't see that floors you yeah. and I don't think he was ready for that one in the same way that the next fight from Earhart there was a couple of punches over the top and if you're bracing for the one over the top then he goes with the big uppercut and again that's I don't think Alan was ready for that either and that was the decisive blow there The Davey Phoenix penalty? It's, it's one of them that I wonder if at what point it got called I wonder if one of the officials looked up and saw the replay on the screen. We, we've had a look at the footage because we were wondering that of, of, of we put our team in trouble here. Um, no, we had cameras on the officials all the way through and the officials are together and talking about it and are already... They, not at any point do the officials look up at the screen. So it must have been seen by the linesman and that's what we they're heard, communicating We heard to as the well officials. through the headset, we heard the officials make the call. Before yeah. it even went back up, because Dave Burnham wouldn't put it out. Yeah, we, we, well, that that's was the what, case. well, that's what I thought because <clears throat> it was a that was a conversation when the when the video screen first kind of came in about showing replays and of controversial incidents and things. But um, yeah, it was it was difficult because I think it was one of those where it may have started and then chest and rose up and then hit him in the in. It's one of those once you make contact with the head, it's you know I, I don't think even Davey has too many complaints about it really it was just the the situation it put us in at that point in the game where especially when you've only got four recognised defencemen but I actually thought Brendan Connolly did a great job a on terrific the back job. end yeah, terrific. Um, I think Aaron said he, he made one error early on against Nottingham on the Saturday and since then was uh, was excellent really so yeah we needed that at home, didn't we? That was the first question I asked um, Aaron at the start of this podcast. But we needed a, a good result because we've had a couple of not great nights here. Yeah, and Aaron said to me on Wednesday, we need to bounce back at the weekend. And I think to get two emphatic wins, you know, six different scorers on Saturday night, six different scorers on Sunday night, that's kind of what the crowd needed, really. And the last thing you wanted to see was a you know, a scrappy one or two nil win over Manchester at, at home on yeah. a Sunday night. You know, you send the, the fans home happy after that one, don't you? Were you just checking your phone for the results? Uh, any other results? Uh, Glasgow have just made it three all against Coventry. Right. Um, no, I was looking up... Because, of course, if Glasgow draw 50 games, they make the playoffs, so their coach says 50 overtime losses, do <laughs> Yeah, that's good to set your standards high for the season <laughs> ahead. Uh, no, I was looking up uh, earlier about the... Uh, 
the shutout for Greenfield, obviously it's four now, but only 13 shots. When was the last shutout with as few as 13 shots? And it's the fewest since Mustakoff's in a 9-0 win against Newcastle in the 10-11 season. So over a decade since. And easier, is that the right word? Shut out than that. OK. Um, anything else you want to add? No, just thought Greenfield was outstanding. Again, it, when he did have to make a save. Um, Isn't it nice to have a goalie? You, you just trust. Just know. Like, you're surprised when one goes past him. Where There has been times in recent years where... You were surprised when one didn't go past. And, and let's face it, Aaron has copped a lot of flack since Thomas Duber for netminders. You know, you've had your, your John Muse getting injured in the Elite Series. You know, you've had Barry maybe not coming in in the shape we expected him to be in. You know, Rock was, is he the starter? Is he the backup? There's been a lot of Pavel Cantor. There's been a lot of chat about netminders the last two or three seasons. And to see one come off like this, especially when... As we said pre-season, there were two or three other clubs in for Greenfield. It just looks like you've just got a real stud there, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, Steelers are through now in the Challenge Cup group and are going to be seeded um, either second or third. So two Challenge Cup group games left. Um, Obviously, one's at home to Nottingham. I'm not going to take that one lightly. But there may be absolutely nothing to play for the next time the Steelers play in Manchester. Wonder if that might be the first time we get to see either McLaughlin or Warburton. Okay. Uh, mm, on that. Oh. Breaking that, news. No, I was just going to say. I I think what? Curtis picked up an injury tonight in. in I mean, the, McLaughlin in the, picked in one up yesterday, didn't he? McLaughlin yeah. picked up one yesterday, so I think Aaron's looking at emergency backup for the next, uh, for next weekend. Oscar's still not. I'm not no. seeing Oscar about right now. I'm, I'm seeing him here, but I'm. We don't get the feeling that Oscar's on his way back, do we? Yet? No. Well, uh, speaking to Aaron after. <clears throat> Was it Wednesday I asked him about Osland? I think he said he'd had a setback in the week so that we wouldn't be seeing him this weekend. So I think it's a case of seeing how he comes through training this week. Obviously, you're not going to put him in a Challenge Cup game against Nottingham. So is it the is it the Manchester Challenge okay. Cup when he comes in? I'm, I'm not sure. You don't want to throw him in against Guildford in a league game, do you? No, God, no. no so no. It's, uh, that's another weekend with no Oscar Osland, it looks like. Yeah, Curtis left the uh, Seahawks game middle of the second period when they were already 4-0 down. The Seahawks are desperately short of players and now they're without the two goalies as well, so uh, they're having a rough year and we can't even <laughs> lend them anybody else to help. OK, right, Pete, Jonathan, thank you. Kieran, anything on social media? Anybody saying anything of any relevance or importance? Not particularly importance, but no, all good uh, good vibes coming from social media, two, uh, two wins in two. Are you sure you're looking at our social media sites? Good vibes coming from us, yeah? Keep checking, but I, uh, that's what I'm seeing. Wow, my God. Dean, any good stories on the bench? Tell me a story, Dean. We need a story. Uh, Anything happened today? It's a very professional place, is the Steelers bench these days, David. There's not there's not much gossip to be had from there. I miss those days. I, I, I can imagine. I do, I do sometimes wish for your days of ice hockey just to have the gossip and things like that. But no, um, even when we kind of were dominated, which was most of, dominating, which was most of the game, just professional down there. The guys are just doing the jobs. It's fun to be down and amongst it when for games like that, though. It is fun to be down there. And on the bench when there's a fight, because everybody rises, don't they? And then yeah. everybody leans forward. It's a great place to be when a, when a scrap's going on. I'd never want to be in the middle of it, especially with them big bruises. But it, it's a good place, isn't it? Do you really? get some good pictures of the scraps? Yes, a few in focus as well, which is always, always good going. Exactly. We've always got Hayley to rely on if you haven't. <laughs> Corny, do you want to add anything? No, I think I'm good. You think yeah, you're good? I think I'm good. We need some, we need some questions. Questions. Questions for players. Courtney's coming yeah. down in uh, in the week to to do some uh, TikToky and Instagrammy yeah. stuff. Okay. Well. Any questions for the 
for the players, for the socials, then feel free to send them over. Okay, you've heard it here first, folks. Right, on behalf of everybody, thanks for your support tonight, and we'll see you again next Saturday against, well, you know who.